Hello, this is Ahuka, and welcoming all of you to Hacker Public Radio for the next in our series of tutorials on LibreOffice. Uh, writer is uh, the, still the topic, but we're getting very close to the end. And what I want to do now is continue our discussion of page layout options. Uh, now, we had looked at page styles, and remember, page styles is one of those things you really have to use. Uh, there, there's really no way of getting around it. If you don't make a conscious choice, you'll just wind up with the default page style, but you have to have one. And we looked at frame styles, an extremely useful technique. And, you know, if you're going to get into serious page layout, th th there's really no way to do it without using frames. It, it is the way to go with this. But that's not to say that there aren't a few other techniques that we can talk about here. Uh, and I want to make sure they're covered because there are times when they just happen to be a really good way of doing things. So um, let's take a look at some of these. Uh, the first one I'll talk about is tables. Now, if you look functionally at tables, a purist would say tables should only be used for tabular data. Yeah, that's in many respects true, but sometimes it's just the best way to get something done. Um, so you can place a different object in each cell of a table and gives you some control over how things are laid out on the page. You could, for instance, place your subheads in a left-hand column and the associated text in an adjoining column, which gives you much the same effect as using marginalia styles with frames. Uh, you can add pictures, charts, and other objects. You can even insert a table into a cell of another table if you want to get more fine-grained control. In fact, in the days before cascading style sheets and JavaScript, tables were the primary way of laying out web pages. These days, that's really very much frowned upon, and, uh, of course, most web pages now are created using some sort of content management software, uh, such as WordPress, which is what I use, Drupal, which my wife is struggling to learn. Um, and so in cases like that, you, you really don't need to dig into the, the HTML so much. Still good to know. Now, the idea of using tables was more attractive when we realized that you could turn off the cell borders and make them invisible. So that gives you the effect of placing things on a page, and it may not be obvious to anyone just how you did it. Now, if you do that in LibreOffice Writer, the thing that we want to bear in mind is you can turn off the borders for printing, but if, it, uh, if the document is viewed electronically, uh, they're going to see the borders. They, they may be a light gray, but they're going to be there, and as indeed they would have to be, because you couldn't edit the document if you couldn't see what the heck was going on there. Um, so this is a, it is a useful technique. Um, in fact, the other day I was talking to someone, uh, another one of our Hacker Public Radio uh, people who had a particular problem, and when we dug into the problem, and I think this had to do with uh, creating invoices where you had to 
line up something on the left with something on the right and make sure everything lined up properly. And this really ended up being just the simplest possible way of getting it done. Uh, you know, you could do it with frames, but th- that ends up probably being overkill for what this guy wanted to do. So a very useful technique. Now, there are some serious limitations to using tables, however, and that would lead to the conclusion that, in general, you're probably better off using frames, uh, and I would encourage everyone to really get used to using frames so that you you don't box yourself into a corner. Um, You know, this fellow I was talking to on Hacker Public Radio, uh, who had this invoice problem, had originally stumbled on some way to make it work in WordPerfect using columns. And the problem was he didn't know any other way to do it, uh, and so he kind of got stuck. Uh, And so when I pointed out that, well, you know, that's not really the right way to do it in the first place, so let's, let's get back to understanding what your options are. We were able to get them out of that corner. And so I think it's good to, to know all of these techniques. So what's wrong with using tables for all your page layout? What are the limitations? Well, the first one is you cannot flow text around objects when they're in tables. You can with frames. I can embed a picture in the middle of a document and have text flow around either side or both sides uh, very easily. Can't do that with a table. Uh, You cannot link table cells together the way you can link frames to have text flow from one place to another seamlessly. You end up having to, if you do it with tables, it's all manual. You're not going to get any assistance from the software in this. So if you start typing and you realize, okay, I filled this cell over full. (laughs) Um, I need to move some of this to the next cell. Uh, You kind of have to manually do that. Now with frames, you can say, here's the size of the frame. And if the text keeps going, here's a frame that it's linked to. And just continue the text in that frame. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that technique uh, in our next episode. With tables, the largest element determines the size of a row or column. So if you have something that's really wide, the whole column is going to be wide. If you have something that's really tall, the whole row is going to be tall. And that can end up with a, a lot more white space than you really want on the page. So that's just a a few of the limitations of using tables to do this. So I I do recommend learning to use frame styles, but it doesn't hurt to have this in your toolkit. Now, another one I, I mentioned a moment ago, columns. Now, you can find columns as a feature within page styles or in frame styles. Both of them can be set up to display columns. Um, And it deserves a little bit of a look of its own here, even though it is a feature on on both page and frame styles. Columns let you start entering text in the left column and have that text flow continuously into the right column, if you had a two-column setup. 
it is a great way to do uh, things like magazines and newspapers, if you think about how text flows there. You know, you know, one of the reasons that they divide those into columns instead of going all the way across the page is that usability studies have indicated that uh, it becomes harder to grasp the text if it goes, if the line is too long. You really improve readability by limiting the line, uh, the horizontal line length. That makes it easier for the eye to take in what is going on. And so on a page, if you divide it into two or three columns, uh, and, you know, most magazines, it's probably two columns. In newspapers, it, uh, you know, depending on the size of the sheet, it might be six or eight columns. Uh, now, this is good. Um, if you want the text to flow continuously, columns are not good if you want to link text from one page to another in interesting ways, such as I'm going to do in our next tutorial. Um, but, you know, as long as the text is continuous, columns can work great. Uh, for example, if you want to do a trifold brochure, you set a page style for landscape orientation, set it for three equally spaced columns, and start writing the brochure. Now, if you are, if you just want one page of a long document to be in columns, uh, you don't want to set a page style for columns because the page style is going to apply to the entire document. So what you would do then is you'd in, put in a frame on that page and in that frame divide it into columns. Uh, that's one of the ways you could do that, certainly. And uh, that way you would just have the, uh, the columns applied within that frame and not for the rest of the document. Now, I said that was one of the ways you could do it. Uh, the other way is sections. Now what sections are about in a document is it allows you to define a certain part of the document to use different formatting. So we know that if we define a page style for the document, by default it applies to the entire document. Well, what if you want to have a part of the document formatted differently? Well, the best way to do that is to put in a section because what you can do is set off that section and put in a, a different kind of style. You can have different margins. You could add headers or footers that you don't see in the rest of the document. Add a background graphic or color not found in the rest of the document. So to create a section, go to Insert Section, and then you'll get a Properties window. Um, and the first thing it's going to say is you can give a name to a section. This is a really good idea, particularly if you're working on a long document. And people do. I just got an inquiry via email the other day from someone with a 600-page document who had a question about how do I fix a problem here. Um, and without going into all the details, the answer was, well, if you did it right from the beginning, it's easy. If you did it wrong, you've just learned a, a expensive lesson. So, give a, give a name to your section, because in a long document, 
if you're going into the navigator later on and and well, all you see is section one, section two, section three, section four, and you got a bunch of sections in your document, you don't know what the heck any of them are. Not terribly helpful. In fact, I'm going to talk about I did, you know giving names to frames is is also a good idea, and I'm going to talk about that in our next lesson. So give it a name. Then uh, you can go into the rest of the settings, and you can give it uh, you can columns, have particular indents. And in fact, you can change just about any of the page properties, but just for this section. Um, now, another interesting feature is linking. Linking lets you embed, embed another document in the current document. And in fact, if that other document also has a section and you only want to embed that section, you can do it as well. But that's only if that other document already has a section set up that you can identify. Um, you can't create a section from the other document from this particular location. Um, now, I mentioned uh, Navigator and probably a full discussion of this uh, will be useful at some point. But for the moment, uh, this is um, it's a good way of finding your way around in a very long document if you gave appropriate names to things. So if you go to View Navigator, you open the Navigator window, scroll down to where you see Sections, and double-click on the section name. It'll put your insertion mark at the beginning of that section. Uh, very, very useful because otherwise you don't really see uh, any visible sign in your document uh, for sections. So this is a good thing to know. So with that, this is a hookah, and uh, we have we're coming very near the end of our discussion of LibreOffice Writer, at least for the time being. So I'm going to sign off now and remind everyone, as always, to please support free software. Bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.